All right, Alexander, let's talk about these, uh, this drone strike, or if you believe various video and reports from the interwebs, these drone strikes, depending on what you uh, saw over the, over the weekend that just uh, passed in, uh, in Iran. And uh, we have the Wall Street Journal coming out with an article where they do say that what happened in, uh, in Iran was somehow coordinated between Israel and, uh, and the United States and the Biden White House. They say that uh, the, the U.S. and Israel, they're very concerned with Iran and they're trying to find a way to contain Iran. And they're very concerned about the, uh, the nuclear ambitions of Iran. And that's where they're kind of pitting a lot of this. But uh, the, the different narratives that we've seen coming, coming out about this drone strike is from various uh, Israeli publications as well as uh, Collective West mainstream media is that this drone, th these drone strikes or this drone strike on a military facility was very successful and it did a lot of damage. The Iranian Ministry of Defense, they're saying that there were not multiple drone strikes. There was one drone strike at a military facility. They knocked down the drone. The debris fell on the roof. There, this roof is kind of like a mesh roofing on top of this military facility. Here are the photos. Here are the videos. You can see the mesh. You can see the drones, the drone debris there. No, uh, no casualties. It was a failed strike. Everything is okay. And they made it a point to say in their statement, the country is protected. People do not panic. Everything is okay. And I think they, they understood that a lot of the, the videos coming out with seven, eight drone strikes across the country and fires breaking out everywhere. I think they understood that there was a bit of, uh, of um, uh, information war being conducted by, by various uh, forces in order to try and, and shake the, the, the trust that the citizens may have with, uh, with the state of, uh, with the government of Iran. And they realized that there was a little bit of information war being conducted as well. And the Iranian Ministry of Defense wanted to say, everything is okay, do not panic. I think that is uh, where we are with this story. Of course, a lot of reasons as to why a drone strike against Iran. Why do we see these images purportedly saying that there were eight, nine uh, drone strikes and explosions everywhere? Why did the Wall Street Journal run with this article and this headline saying that the U.S. and Israel are very concerned with Iran? Um, I've got my, my suspicions, my theories as to why. Yes, the JCPOA, perhaps drone, uh, the drone narrative that Iran is, is giving drones to Russia and perhaps this played a role in that they want to hit those facilities where those drones are being manufactured. And I also have another uh, narrative which I want to throw your way, which is the rapprochement between Iran and Saudi Arabia, maybe freaking some people out. I think you're absolutely right. I think it's those two that are the key to the story. Now, there was some kind of drone attack on Iran and I'm going to say straightforwardly that, I mean, it is inconceivable to me that this was not carried out by some major powers. I mean, only only a, you know, a military could have carried out a drone attack of this nature. And the odds must be 
that the Americans and the Israelis were involved, and I would have thought that the Wall Street Journal, of all places, would be fairly well informed about what was going on. Now, I think there was only one drone strike, and I think it did target one particular facility, one particular industrial plant, and I think that plant was a plant which manufactures drones, and I think these are some of the some of the sorts of drones that Iran is accused of and probably correctly accused of exporting to Russia and which Russia has used in the war in Ukraine. And I think the attack on this factory was intended to disrupt production by Iran of these drones and supply of those drones by Iran to Russia. And I think the attack was a failure. I think that's probably the, the you know, the, the, as close to the truth as we're going to get. But if you put all the pieces together, I think this is what probably happened. That the United States, probably with some help from Israel, is concerned about Iranian drone supplies to Russia. So it launched a drone attack on the factory. And the attack failed, but that does leave open the possibility that there could be more ones in future. And I would also add that if the United States does launch more drone attacks like this, then, of course, there will most likely be, if there isn't already, production of these drones in Russia itself. I've heard lots of rumours that the Russians are actually making these drones, and we could that that could be where the production of these drones is transferred. But I think that was what it was all about. That seems to me the most likely explanation. And I doubt it was done by the US military, by the way. I, I'm guessing it's the work of one of, or perhaps more than one, of the US's alphabet of intelligence agencies. You know, they operate drones, they launch these drone strikes, they struck at this factory and it failed. But that's only part of the story, because you're quite correct. The thing that is worrying the US most is that Iran is obviously coming closer to Russia. It's going to join the BRICS and the Shanghai Cooperation Organization very soon. Its approval has already been, it's already received approval to join the, CS, the SCO the Shanghai Cooperation Organization. But much more concerning for the US, even than that, is Iran's gradual rapprochement with the Saudis. Because that, of course, is changing the entire geopolitical geometry in the Middle East and globally as well. And for the US, that's a major concern. And realistically, they can't attack Saudi Arabia, at least not for the moment, but they can attack Iran. And I'm afraid this attack, small as it apparently was, is probably an indication of what is coming, that there will be more attacks, bigger attacks before very long. I'm afraid another area of conflict is being created. Okay, but where does Israel fit into this? Yeah. Well, I mean, so far Israel has taken a neutral, yes. a neutral position. I, I know where Israel fits into Saudi Arabia, Iran, rapprochement. 
there Israel definitely is, is going to be concerned about that. Yes. But the drone manufacturing to Russia, where does Israel fit in? Because publicly, they have come out with with a firm position of neutrality. I mean, yes. and they have been yes. they have been approached by by very powerful forces to give up their Iron Dome technology to provide weapons to Ukraine. Yes, and they have uh, turned down those requests at every single uh, opportunity at every single turn. So do you think that, and, and I've got a couple of theories here, I don't know which one's correct, but do you think that perhaps this was launched by one of the three letter agencies in the United States and they're trying to drag Israel into this now by, by implying, cleverly implying that, yeah, you know, Israel also had a hand in this, so they're trying to push Israel in. Do you think that Israel perhaps said to the U.S., look, we'll, we'll go along with you guys on this in order to take some of the pressure off from, uh, from you guys trying to get us more overtly involved in the conflict in Ukraine. So we'll go along with you on this one in order for you guys to stop pressuring us to send Iron Dome and, and all of these uh, weapons to Ukraine. Or did Israel just flat out say, yeah, we'll, we'll go along with this because, you know, maybe Netanyahu saw that there was some domestic political issue to be gained from this or something, something along those lines. Or, you know, we can hit it Iran and weaken, weaken Iran. That's, that's, fine. that's fine for us. I mean, I'm, I'm still trying to figure out Israel's position in all of this with regards to the drones to Russia aspect of the, of the story. Right. As I say, Israeli policy towards Russia and in the Ukraine thing remains something of an enigma, and their role in this matter also is an enigma. Now, I get to say what I think. I think from an Israeli point of view, they don't want a rupture in their relations with the Russians. So they're not going to supply advanced military technology to Ukraine. I think what they're going to do is they're going to say to the Russians, look, we are not going to interfere. We're not going to involve ourselves directly in the Ukraine conflict. But our enemy remains Iran. And if the Americans launch strikes against Iran, which is our enemy, well, we are not going to stand in the way of those strikes. And if our ally, the US, wants us to help in some of these strikes against Iran, well, we're not going to say no, because Iran is our enemy. You are not our enemy, but Iran is. What the you do with the Iranians is your business. If you are importing drones from Iran, that's your business. But if the Americans attack those factories that make those drones, well, that is not our concern. We are not going to stand in the way of that. If they want our help to do it, we're not going to stand in the way of that either. We're not ultimately compromising our neutrality by taking that position because we are not ourselves directly involved in the war in Ukraine. We are not supplying weapons or technology to Ukraine. I think that's what they're going to say to the Russians. And the Russians, being deeply pragmatic people, will probably accept that. After all, it's not so different from what Israel has been doing in Syria. Israel launches air attacks on Syria. Every so often the Russians object. But overall, the Russians 
have never been too bothered by Israeli attacks on Syria, provided those attacks don't go too far and don't threaten Russian interests and Russian lives in Syria itself. So I think this is the kind of complex game that the Israelis and the Russians have learned to play with each other. But the overriding interest of, Iran, uh, of Israel is it's identified as Iran as its biggest enemy. It's clearly very worried about the rapprochement between Iran and Saudi Arabia, which the Israelis would be very concerned about, given that Saudi Arabia is Israel's most important de facto ally in the Middle East, even though they don't have diplomatic relations. Everybody knows that at many levels they coordinate and work together. So they're very worried about that. They're very worried about whatever program Iran has. Iran might soon be acquiring Suhoi 35 fighter jets from Russia. They're worried about Iran engaging in some kind of a build-up. And, of course, they say they're worried that Iran might acquire nuclear weapons one day. So from their point of view, it's in their interests for the United States to start getting drawn into a conflict with Iran, to launch attacks on Iran, because they want to see those attacks and they want those attacks to escalate. They wouldn't be averse, if I could put it this way, for there to be an outright war between Iran and the United States. It would serve Israeli interests for that to happen, or it could do. So I think that they'll be reassuring the Russians that what the Americans are doing in Iran and Israeli assistance to that doesn't alter Israeli policy with respect to Ukraine. It won't lead to Israeli supplies to Ukraine. But they'll also be telling the Russians, well, we have our own concerns about Iran. We have our own interests to pursue in Iran. If the Americans are attacking Iran, which is our enemy, that's what we want to see. Not only are we not going to stand in, its, in their way, we're going to help them do it. Right. Could I summarize it as what you just said, as Israel has no problem having the U.S. drawn into Iran and starting a conflict with Iran. On the flip side, the U.S. could be could could be saying, you know, let's try to to draw Israel into into Iran and away from Russia so that Israel can start to 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 supply what uh, what we've been asking them to supply to Ukraine. It's, it seems like there's this Israel yeah. is looking for one thing, perhaps the U.S. or the three letter agencies in the U.S. are trying to to achieve a different results with Israel. Yeah. Israel is trying to achieve a different result from the U.S. Yes, I, I think that's exactly correct, because, of course, the, from the U.S. point of view and, you know, a strike like this, if it disrupts Iranian dr drone supplies to Russia, well, that's a good thing in itself. But if it creates problems between Israel and Russia, well, that's even better because we want Israel to supply its Iron Dome technologies and missiles and all that to Ukraine. So if the Russians react to these attacks on Iran, if they react angrily, uh, if that causes 
Israel to distance itself from Russia to the point where it's prepared to supply weapons to Ukraine. Well, that's from an American point of view, a total plus. So we involve the Iranians, the Israelis in something which won't please the Russians, but works to our advantage, which is these these drone strikes on Iran. We get more drone strikes on Iran. We involve the Israelis in all of that. And of course, from our point of view, whatever happens, we win. We win because Iran gets attacked, its drone factories are disrupted, its other military buildup is disrupted, and there's a good chance that this is going to create strains in the relationship between Israel and Russia. So you could see how this works out, how this could work out. And you could see the very strong incentive, both for the Americans and the Israelis to launch these kind of strikes. The Russians won't be happy. But for the moment, at least, I think the Russians will, it's more important to the Russians to keep the Israelis from supplying weapons and technology to Ukraine than it is for the Russians to make too much of a fuss about this. That might be a difficult position for the Russians to sustain, depending on how far these strikes go. And I will say that now that this has started, we will probably see these strikes escalate and this very difficult balancing act that both the Russians and the Israelis have been following with each other might might become unsustainable before long. Okay, so what does Iran do? And before right. you answer that question, let me just let me just read you a part of a tweet that Podoliak sent. The the he he sent a, a tweet, but the last the last sentence is interesting. He said, "Explosive explosive night in Iran, drone and missile production, oil refineries." Ukraine did warn you. That is what Podoliak, that's a part of a tweet that Podoliak sent. And he did say something a couple of weeks ago along the lines of Ukraine or the collective West or something is going to to attack Iranian drone facilities. I mean, he said that and he, and he tweets yes. it out uh, yes. again. So yes. What well, is the, the, well this there's, 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 there's two things it could do. One, it could stop supplying drones to Russia. I think the Russians would not be happy. Um, I think the Russians are cranking out their own drones increasingly, so they might need Iranian drones less before very long, but I don't think the Russians would be happy with that. I don't think that's what Iran is going to do. I think much more plausibly, the Iranians are going to accelerate their uh, um, um, involvement with Russian, with the Russians. They're going to be asking the Russians to supply them with more anti-drone technology, which the Russians are now becoming very advanced in. Uh, Panzer systems and that kind of thing, which the Russians are able to produce apparently fairly quickly, both for their own needs and for Iran's. And of course, the Iranians will be wanting to be get more weapon systems for the Russians. They'll be able to come along to the Russians and say, look, we're taking all this heat because of you, because we're, we're doing what we can to help you. Now it's your turn to help us. Provide us with air defense systems, provide us with fighter jets, provide us with advanced radar systems, with all the gadgetry and technology that we need 
in order to defend ourselves. And the pressure will be on the Russians to agree. And I think to some extent, at least, they will. Okay. Do you think uh, Iran is going to to do anything vis-a-vis Ukraine, given this tweet from Bedoliak? I think they did call in the ambassador, the Ukrainian ambassador, I believe, in, in Tehran. They called him in for for an explanation regarding the, the statement. But do you think Iran is going to, to do anything in that direction? Or no, I, it? I don't think Iran is going to take any direct action against Ukraine. I mean, already it is taking action by supplying drones or drone technology to Russia, which I believe it is, by the way. I mean, I should make that absolutely clear. I mean, these Geranium-2 drones are clearly, as far as I can see, derived from Iranian-type drones. So I, I think that the Iranians will be telling, will, 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 will continue doing that. Perhaps they'll do it even more. <laughs> Perhaps this will make them feel that they need, you know, the, the, that Ukraine is the source of all the trouble, and they'll be, they'll be intensifying um, drone production and perhaps granting the Russians licenses to make more drones and perhaps agreeing with the Russians that these drones are made in Russia, some of them, instead of in Iran, but that Ira- uh, Russia supplies, say, 50% of them to Iran, which enables U- uh, Iran to relocate some of its arms industry out of its own territory into some place like Russia, where it is out of America's and Israel's reach. So, you know, it could be that that's what they will do. But, you know, we we don't know, but I'm sure there'll be lots of discussions and conversations going on. The telephone lines between Moscow and Tehran will be busy. Uh, uh, Officials will be meeting in both capitals and all kinds of decisions and agreements will be made. All right. We will end it there, thedoran.locals.com. We are also on Rockfin. And go to the Duran shop, 10% off. Use the code GOODDAY. Take care.